Hello, my name's Christiana, and welcome to the Oceanside Community Church Podcast. We're a church in Parksville on Vancouver Island with a vision to be fully devoted children of God, fully mature in Jesus Christ, and fully alive with the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to join us weekly on this journey. For more information about our church, visit our website at oceansidecommunitychurch.ca or download our mobile app. We pray that you'll be blessed and equipped by today's teaching. Your Bibles. Let's, uh, we're gonna read God. Let's stand together. We're going to read from God's Word this morning. Acts chapter 2, starting to read at verse 41, and then we'll make a few comments as we go through this morning. It says in verse 41, it says, And those who accepted his message, Peter's first sermon, were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe as the many, as at the many wonders and the signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. And they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. And they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray that that out of these words that we can be inspired today to be the church that Jesus began, that we would continue. And we want to thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so today, this is kind of a little bit of an epilogue from the series that we've just had going through the Gospel of John. We're, we, we've been looking the last number of weeks, uh, just focusing on the final days of Jesus where uh, his teachings, his life, his, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension, and, and then last Sunday, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. And, uh, and so, basically, last week marked the, the beginning, the birthing of the church, which we celebrated, and it was great. We had balloons, and we had cake, and all kinds of good things to help us celebrate that. And so, today, what I want us to focus on this morning for a few minutes is what Jesus began, the church continues. The reality is Jesus didn't just leave, but not only did he leave and give the Holy Spirit or send the Holy Spirit, uh, he has also left a church, and that's you and I this morning. What Jesus began, the church continues. And so we're going we're gonna to look at this a little bit this morning. Uh, we're going to look at some of the things that helped the early church continue what Jesus began. And so primarily we're going to look at verse 42. So if you have your Bibles there, and I think it's going to be on the screen, here's what it says. It says, and they continued steadfastly devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, I, I threw in that word continued steadfastly because um, it was... Uh, that, that's a, a word that's often used in some of the translations, okay? But I just think it's a really key word, so I'll, I'll come back to it in a moment. And they continued steadfastly, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. I don't know about you, but there's some words in, in the English language that, that are just good, strong, you know, 
good, solid words. And that word steadfast is one of those words. And, and, and so to, to think that, that what, these, what the early church did was that they did something that really um, had that element of being very loyal. They were very loyal to these practices. They, they were faithful. They, they paid close attention. When we are steadfast, we, being steadfast is, is paying attention to what really, really matters. And, 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 it, and just in this one verse, we can see what really matters to the church. We can see what really matters if we're going to continue doing the works of Jesus, if we are going to be the church that Jesus began. These were people who were all in when it came to the practices that we're going to just touch on briefly this morning. The first thing that we see here is that the early church, they were all in when it came to adhering, being devoted to the apostles' teaching and doctrine. And, and I was thinking about this this week. You know, what, what were they teaching? Uh, were they just kind of making stuff up? Were the, were the apostles, were they teaching uh, stuff that was just sort of trendy and popular with the culture of the day? Uh, were they teaching, you know, whatever they felt like? Were they, were they, was it like, now Jesus is gone we, can, gone, we can just do whatever we want? No, no. The, the reality is that the apostles... And I think this is really important to remember because it says the apostles' teaching. Really what these apostles were doing is that they were teaching the teachings of Jesus. They were teaching what Jesus had already commanded them to do. Back in Matthew 28, it says, or Jesus actually said, he said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then it says, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So the, the mandate that Jesus left his church was that we, that, that we would teach everything that Jesus taught. And just a few examples of some of Jesus' teachings were to love God with all your heart, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to, to forgive one another, to love our enemies. Now, that, some of those teachings can be hard. Sometimes it's hard to, to actually do the things that Jesus taught us to do, but they're for our good. They're for the benefit of the kingdom. Jesus taught obedience is better than sacrifice. Jesus taught repentance of sin. Jesus talked about, and he taught, he said, we're to take up our cross and follow him. Jesus taught surrender. Jesus said, follow me. These are all the things that Jesus taught, and his disciples were called upon to do the very same thing. And so you can, you can take some time and just ponder that. Think about what does that mean to us today? The second thing we see is how that these apostles and, 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 and this early church, what they practiced, they continued steadfastly in fellowship and the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper that we're going to enjoy here this morning together. Interesting that that word fellowship in the early church came from a Greek word, koinonia, which in many ways was a deep fellowship. It was the kind of fellowship that included the sharing of life 
and love. It included the sharing of resources with one another. It included the sharing of, of, of one's faith in Christ. And it was about being together. It wasn't just about pizza and games, although I, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I love pizza and I love games. So, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But this kind of fellowship that, that they were continuing in, there was a depth to it. There was something very deep and meaningful. Interesting, in, this, in the passage that we just read in verse 44, it says, And all the believers were together and had everything in common. I think it's important to note that biblical fellowship is intended to be done together. It's, 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 it's intended to be done not in isolation. And one of the things I really appreciate this morning is that while we, we get the opportunity of being able to, to, to share our services online and uh, during the, the pandemic, it was such a, a, an amazing technology that many churches have embraced, including here at Oceanside. And, and while it's so valuable and such a great opportunity, there are many times there are people that just cannot be with us physically. And so that's why we have an online host, someone that can kind of connect with you and chat with you. We don't want anyone to feel alone or isolated, even online. But the reality is there's something that happens when we are able physically to come together. And the reality is if, if you can't come to us, we want to know so that we can actually go to you and be with you if it's possible. But it's interesting how that the New Testament calls us to one another. Over 60 times, over 60 times, we're called to one another. We're called to love one another. We're called to serve one another. We're called to encourage one another. We're called to live in harmony with one another. It's interesting. It's hard to live in harmony if you're not with people, right? So that's, that's a work in progress for most of us. Uh, you know, if, if, if we're totally alone, by ourselves, isolated, you know what? Some, day, some days you just don't have a very good day with yourself, right? But the reality is sometimes we just need to, we, we recognize the importance of being together. And we have to work at some of these practices, living in harmony, offering hospitality to one another. And, and I was thinking about this, and I spent some time just studying a little bit about this. What kind of hospitality are we to offer? I couldn't help but look at the hospitality of Jesus, how that the hospitality that Jesus offered was for all people. Uh, it was for people of all classes, all statuses, all races, rich and poor, everyone that Jesus offered his hospitality, hospitality to recognize their value and their worth. They were invited to come to him, women, children, the poor, the marginalized, the outcasts of society, lepers, tax collectors. I love, it even says that Jesus was a friend of sinners. Imagine that. Is it possible that, that we could take that cue that it's, if we're going to reach this lost world, that we actually might have to become friends with our neighbors, maybe people who are of different lifestyles, maybe people who are different than us. Is it possible that that is part of our hospitality? 
Even Jesus feeding the 5,000, he looked out and he saw the crowds and it was like he had compassion on them. He says, we got to feed them. They're hungry. And all were invited to eat. All were invited to partake. And so in so many ways, how Jesus lived his life on earth, it was a, a demonstration of divine hospitality, not just earthly human hospitality, but divine hospitality. And Jesus demonstrated on earth the heart of God. That's what the church today is still called to do. Jesus washed feet. He was willing to serve. And, and I love what he said in John 13, which Pastor Joseph actually talked about this a number of weeks ago. He said, Jesus said, I've, when, he, when he washed his disciples' feet, he took a low position and served. Here's what he said. He said, I've set you an example that you, the future church, should do as I have done to you. We take our cue, we take our example from the fellowship and the divine hospitality of Jesus. What, what the church, what Jesus began, the church empowered by the Holy Spirit continues today. Can you say amen this morning? What the church, what Jesus began, the church continues. And so here at Oceanside Church, because I think we need to really make it here at home, we continue, everyone take your hands right now, we continue to be the hands and the feet of Jesus here at Oceanside. We continue to wash feet. We continue to love one another. We continue to care for the broken. We continue here at Oceanside to look after the marginalized, to serve the needy, the poor. We continue with our friend Ken this morning to fill breakfast bags for kids for Arrington School. We continue. We continue to fill fresh produce bags for the hungry. We continue to open up our building here at Oceanside Church as a cold weather shelter for people in need when the temperatures are unbearable outside. Maybe we might have a heat dome this summer. Who knows? We haven't seen it yet. But we might need to open this building for a place where people can come and be cooled and refreshed. We continue to help kids go to camp. We continue. We continue. We are the church that Jesus began empowered by the Holy Spirit. In a few minutes this morning, we're going to fellowship and break bread together around the Lord's table. And I want to say that communion this morning is both a table of remembrance where we remember the death of Jesus and his shed blood, his broken body, his blood being poured out for us. But we also see it this morning. I want you to view the Lord's table today maybe just slightly different. And that it's also a picture to us this morning of divine hospitality that was extended to all people. The Lord's table this morning reminds us of what Jesus has so generously done for us. How Jesus, the Father's heart for us, 
was above and beyond. He pulled out all the stops for us. And it didn't matter who we were, what status, what situation in life, how far we were, how, how much we'd sinned. One of the Pastor Joseph's sermons back a, a while ago was, you know I've sinned so much. Can, can Jesus forgive a sinner like me? And we know the answer to that. It's a fellowship table. It's a hospitality table where all are invited, where all are welcome, where we come as we are. It's a table of God's divine hospitality that continues to be offered to a destitute and broken world. It's a table for you and me this morning, the family of God, and for the world yet to come in and receive. And so, one last thought before we move into communion. The early church continued steadfastly. They were all in when it came to the practice of prayer. Prayer. It says, from the very beginning, from the very beginning of the early church, the church was devoted to the practice of prayer. Acts chapter 1, verse 14, it says, and they all they all join together in prayer. And as Pastor Paul last Sunday talked about how the church was birthed in, in prayer, it was the Holy Spirit came into a prayer meeting. They were together in a, in a room, and the Holy Spirit came upon them in, a, in an atmosphere of prayer. And then they continued in devoted prayer. They would go to the temple daily. Many of them would go daily for prayer, the time of prayer. It was very much embedded into the culture of the church. And I want to just say here at Oceanside Church again, we are continuing the call to prayer. And I was just thinking of just some of the different opportunities. Here in our Sunday gatherings, Pastor Paul just led us in a time of praying the Lord of the harvest. Praying that, that workers would be raised up so that we can better reach the harvest praying in our life groups, praying together before our services. And this morning, there was, the room was full just over on the side here of, of folks just gathering for prayer. It was so awesome. In our Tuesday afternoons, it's something that's just been launched in the last couple of weeks. Opportunities to come together for prayer. In our staff meetings, when our staff say, we pray, when you write down those prayer requests on your cards, I'll tell you right now, I've, I've witnessed it for the last 12 weeks. We pray for every need that comes in. And it's not that we have any special connection to God, but we just take it seriously. When we say we're going to pray for you, we will. And, and, and I just want to bless our staff for taking it. We just stop right in the middle of the meeting. And oftentimes there'll be something we're discussing that's maybe a bit difficult. We'll stop right then and we'll pray. And it's so, so, so powerful. In our homes, that our homes would be places of prayer. In our per personal prayer closets, that wherever you are, just even where you have those intimate personal times with God, that it would be just embedded in your life and in the life of Oceanside Church. 
And so what Jesus began, the church, Oceanside Church, continues. And we continue to do it steadfastly. I'm going to invite our team, music team, to come back. And I just see that the early church, they were, they were committed steadfastly. They were committed to right teaching and to right practices. And I just want to encourage all of us here this morning to make that same commitment today. And as a result, we're going to see God do amazing things. The reality is today, what Jesus taught, we teach. We don't make this stuff up. What Jesus taught is life-changing. What he taught, we teach. What Jesus practiced, we practice. What Je who Jesus touched, the marginalized, the outcast, the leper, people that didn't smell very good, people that show up on our property from time to time. We touch them. And hopefully we can make a difference in their lives. And what happened here in the early church, just in those few verses, because of their steadfast devotion, it says many signs and wonders were done among them. The ministry of Jesus continued. There was radical, divine generosity. I still haven't quite got my head around how the, they, could, they would sell things and they would just give things away. It's amazing. There was deep fellowship, a sharing of life with gladness and sincere hearts. They experienced great favor, it says. I want us to be a church that Jesus would love to be part of. That Jesus would feel right at home here, right? And if you, I don't know if you have it, your Bibles open, but verse 47, I love this. And here's the result. Here's the result of what happened. It says, and the Lord added daily those who were being saved. They continued to make room for more. I would say we've got room for more here this morning. Would you agree with me? There's room for more. That's why we need more workers. I'd hate to have a nursery with nobody to look after the kids. Right? And so, Father, we thank you. Would you just bow your heads with me? We pray that as we move to the this table of hospitality that we would give you thanks today. Let's stand together, everyone. Just invite the Holy Spirit in this moment right now just to, if there's an area that the Lord is speaking to you right now, that you would just respond to him with an open heart. And just even now begin to thank God for his generous gift to you, the gift of his son, Jesus, who gave his life on a cross, who demonstrated divine hospitality to us today. That each and every one of us 
are included and welcomed through the shed blood of Jesus at this table today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or download our mobile app for more content. If you're in the area, we hope to see you soon. Until next time, may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you as you live by His Spirit.